uphill hopes. What? Uphill hopes and what? Downhill habits. And I don't know about you, but I had a bunch of those. I had a whole bunch of downhill habits. And I still have some. I still get some that gets me stuck, right? But I've come to find out, has anybody in here ever, ever run a roadblock? Come on, raise your hand. Anybody? <laughs> there we go. Now, a roadblock. Police set up a roadblock. Here you come. She's like, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> here you come. And you just blaze right through, right? Because you got your mind set on something else, and you just blow through. And a lot of us, man, have had a roadblock somewhere else. It's right between our ears. And that roadblock has kept us from just blowing on through and getting to the other side. In Romans 12, 2, in the message, it says, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from where? The inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best in you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Is that right? But something has to happen for that to happen. Who in here realizes that there is a roadblock between your ears? Anybody? Dude. Come on, man. Both hands. Can I get this one up? Yeah. I have a roadblock right in this area code. And what does it have to do with? My past, my expectations, my thoughts of people, even what I believe about God. Right? So I, how do I deal with habit number two? How would a person go about controlling their thoughts? Has anybody in here ever had a, a problem controlling your thoughts? Oh, yeah. You got any negative folks in the building? Don't raise your hand. Just joking. No, man, negativity is a thought process, is it not? Positivity is a thought process. Everything that we do, what? Everything that we do begins with what? A thought. Is that right? Ecclesiastics 10.2 in the message says, oh, I love this one. We can quit right after this statement. You ready? You probably already had enough. We can stop right after this one. Wise thinking leads to right living. Stupid thinking leads to wrong living. We're done. Is that right? Wise thinking. Where do we get wise thinking from? No, man, the six o'clock news. Y'all missed it. Your friends, your neighbors down the street, that's where you get wise thinking. The people stand outside this building and whine and complain. That's where you get wise thinking. I quit watching the news four months ago. Four months. Oh, man. It's the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> it is. Because it took that weight of what I can't control off of me. Dude, all I got to do is hang around with people. I can hear enough bad news. I don't need to watch it on TV also. Can you hear me? I don't need an additional. All I got to do is hang out with folks. Right? Yeah. And mostly, it's, who do I hang out with mostly? People in the church. And dude, you'll talk about some whiners. Man. See what's so cool is I get to come in and out of here. Did that statement make any sense? It's very simple. So everything begins with a thought. 
if we look at the New Living Translation of Romans 12 too, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I am no longer who I used to be, not just because God saved me, but because I made a choice to begin to think differently. And what do I think upon? I don't watch the six o'clock news. I read something called the good news. And the good news tells me how to think. It tells me how to think about every situation in my life. There's not one thing that I get into that the good news won't tell me how to get out. That the good news won't tell me how to carry on. That the good news won't tell me how to lift that up. Wouldn't it be neat to be around people all the time that were telling you how good and nice you are? No, see, that's what's messed up. We, we can't even believe that's possible. That's messed up, man. When we come to the body of Christ, we're supposed to be uplifting each other. We're supposed to be building each other up. But guess what? We get disappointed in each other. We get upset with each other. We, we take on the, the cares of the world, and we judge each other by the world. Not by the Word. If we looked at the Word, the Word would tell me, Sir, you can do what you're thinking about doing. You can do it. Even only in your mind, I can't do that. There's a doing thing, right? Yeah, you can do it. What we think determines how we what? Feel. Is that right? Philippians 4, 8 and 9 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever. A lot of people be like, I don't know what to think. I just think whatever. I just think whatever thought I want to think. Here's a statement that's cool. That's just the way I am. <laughs> Have you lost your freaking mind? That's just the way I am. Oh, you didn't you didn't tickle my fancy, so I, I ain't gonna hang out with you. You didn't say good things, so I, I'm not you know what a good thing is? Pull your head out your hindquarters. That's a good thing. And most people can't handle it. I had to hear it over and over and over. And who, I, who did I hear it from? Say it. God. God told, because that's the way I hear things. You hear me? You'll hear it lightly. Could you slow down? Would you be quiet for a moment? You'll hear it tenderly. I don't hear tender. And I don't speak tender. Right? But do I want to change? Yes, I do. Why? Because I realize preaching the way I preach in a public setting doesn't go over too well most of the time. Because most people got their feelings right out here. It ain't even on your shoulders anymore. It's out here. <laughs> Come on, guys. Most people's feelings are right out here. And if you even whisper at them, they get upset. <laughs> Nobody's. But the thing is, I can go into prison and say what needs to be said. Is everybody all right? Do I need to quit? You all right? You okay? <laughs> okay. What we think determines how we feel. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about other things. Think about such things, and the God of peace will be with you. Who do you want with you when you go to Walmart? The God of peace. Is that right? Who do you want with you when you go to work? 
the God of peace. Is that right? Who do you want with you in your relationship with your spouse? The God of peace. Is that right? So what should you think on in order to have him there? Good things. Noble things. I think about Cade a lot, man. I do. I think about him and the growing this man has done. He passed me years ago. It's like, dude, can I hang on? <laughs> can I just get there, please? No, because I listened to his message last week, and I'm like, man, I just need to call him and tell him I don't need to come. Because <laughs> I was like, that was good. Was that not good? But see, it takes all of us. It takes every one of us. I might rub somebody the wrong way, and you might be the salve they need. Is that right? You might be the word of encouragement that they need. Because I encourage people, and still they're like, dude, that hurt. <laughs> I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to be real. So the God of peace, who here would like to have the God of peace with you? So if we look at habit number two, controlling my thoughts, there's something I got to do. I can't just show up and think, oh, somebody's going to fix this. Why don't they help me? Why don't they take care of me? That mind just going all over the place. Don't they know I'm hurting? Heck, we all are. Join the gang. But we need to make a choice. Is that all right? How do I get out of that hurt? Our thoughts determine our destiny. Is that right? Your thoughts, not someone else, not what they think, not what they, your thoughts determine your destiny. I tell the guys in prison all the time, and I'll tell you, your worst enemy on this planet is between your ears. There's no one else. It's not your spouse. It's not the fact that somebody did you wrong. It's not the fact the police gave you a ticket. It's none of that. Your worst enemy is right in this area code. Because right here is the roadblock to get to here. Is that right? We're all upset at people and mad at people because this hasn't been touched. Because we're stuck right here. Our thoughts determine Romans 8, 5, and 6. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, and this whole thing that the Lord's had me preaching all over the place has nothing to do with the lost sinner. It has to do with the church. The lost sinner knows what he's doing. Church has no idea. They think they do. But the lost sinner looks at the church and goes, man, I'm doing better off than they are. Is that right? The lost sinner looks at us and sees how we respond to circumstances and go, man, I do better than that. Everybody okay? Our thoughts determine our destiny. So those who are dominated by sinful nature think about sinful things. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. <laughs> but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there's life and peace. And every one of us want peace. We do. We really do. But the chaotic existence that we walk in out there, if you're not settled and sold out to the message of the good news 
it will dominate. It will control you. It will tell you what to do. And you'll come back Sunday. You'll walk into church and you'll do my church face. And then somebody will walk in and go, oh, man, maybe I went the wrong place. <laughs> they talk about joy. Are we supposed to be in joy? No matter. Dude, I got stuff going on right now. If I thought about it long enough, I'd have to leave. Because I'd say some stuff that don't need to be said in here. But I have to put that aside. Is that right? Because Christ is greater in me than that stuff. I will overcome. Is that right? We all will. Why? By the one that's in us. If he is allowed to do what he's supposed to do, if he can get through the roadblock. Dude, some of us got that thing set up. We're talking about, you want to talk about a wall, you ought to talk to Trump about what you got stuck between your ears. There's a wall. There's a roadblock. Oh, he ain't going to tell me that. I ain't listening to that. The reason I know this because I've been there. Right? What is he doing up here? He, why ain't I up there? Why ain't I? The Lord's like, shut up. <laughs> it's like, dude, I had to hear that for years. I'd be walking along thinking I was somebody, and the Lord say, shut up. Only when I found out I wasn't much of nothing, God said, okay, now we got something going. <laughs> I'm serious. Paul said it. Didn't he? Paul said that. Without Christ, I can do nothing. But that has to get from here to here. It has to get through this thing. So how do I control my thoughts? Check this out, man. So if we want to master the habit as, a, as opposed to the habit mastering us, right? Because our habits tell us what to do. Is that right? Yeah, I told the guys last night. You, you, if I ran up on you and called you punk, you've heard me say this before. If I ran up on you and called you punk sissy, you're going to do something, right? Most of them. We're going to at least throw something at me. Yet Satan does it continuously. Just takes a habit, man, and wears us out. And then we walk into church and fake it. Did it for years, man. Got old, tired, and funky. <laughs> I didn't want to do that no more. So something had to change, and guess what? It was nothing else but me. I had to change. I couldn't look at people the way I used to because I used to look at everybody in here and think, man, y'all are up to something. And now all I know is you're my brother and sister in Christ and God's up to something. Right? So mastering the habit, one, find a plan to control your thoughts. Find a plan to control our thoughts. What would that plan be? Probably leave here and, uh, you know, go to the bar. That'd be all right. Once you leave the bar, go home, scream at the wife for a minute, and then maybe sit down and watch two and a half hours of news because they got it now, right? You can watch news from the time you get up <laughs> to the time you go to bed. Man, it's not good. Why? This world's dying and going to hell. 
It ain't getting better. It will not get better. It's not. The only thing it can get better is if they meet Jesus. But how do I control my thoughts? Find a plan. Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is live and active, is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. There's some funky attitudes in here right now. I won't point. It's all right. No, I've been there. See, the only thing, the only reason that we recognize things is it was us. I was there, man. Used to be upset with everything. And I was walking with the Lord. But then I get in the Word, and the Word tells me that's not the way I'm supposed to be acting. The Word says to love my neighbor. The Word says to love God with all my heart and all my soul. Is that right? The Word tells me to renew something. My mind. Is that right? So number one, we could say find a plan to control our thoughts. Is that okay? Find a plan, and where's that plan? That plan is in the Word. That's the only plan. How about find a place to thank our thoughts? Man, that's something that's great that's happened to me in just the last couple of years. Being able to take some scripture over in the corner and just sit down and meditate. What's that saying to me? Because, man, when my mind was so busy, when all I was thinking about is the world and this, that, and the other thing, I couldn't sit still. They called it ADD. I don't think that's what it is. I don't. I think it's overcome by the cares of the world. Hoping you like me. Is that right? I couldn't sit still. But now I take the word, man, and I sit down. What's that saying to me? How can I use that? How can I help somebody today with that? Because there's a transition that happens in our lives as we begin to change our mind. We begin to think of other people. If I got a roadblock, all I can think about is me. Is that right? Anybody familiar? Just me. So many people wanting all that stuff out there in the world, not one, one, one part of it, not one piece of it will last. Nothing out there will last, ever. It's all good. It's dying right now. The only thing that's alive is the Word of God in us, right? Find a place to think our thoughts. Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will, keep, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. I think a lot of people walk with the Lord like they do about everything else. They go to their job for 40 hours. Well, that's about all I want to give the Lord. They eat three times a day. Well, that's enough prayer. And that's not what he's asking. He's asking for a life because he gave a life. He's asking for a life. He's asking for our lives. Why? So that someone else might see him. That's it. And it's not this complicated. But dude, we're so busy right now. There's people thinking in the church right now, what am I going to do when I get out of here? And how quick will this guy shut up? <laughs> no, seriously. Anyway. <laughs> Colossians 3 and 2 in the New Living Translation says, Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. 
That's what the Word says. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. That completely separates it. There's not a question. What's the things of heaven? What's in that Word? What's the things of earth? Everything else. If it's outside the Word, we shouldn't even be thinking about it. See, this is easy once you get there, once you take the roadblock away, once you allow the Lord to bring that thing down and open them eyes. Remember the veil split? It's split. Anybody, anybody been foggy in here? That's the enemy, man. The enemy wants to keep us coming to church on Sunday, leaving and making fun of every freaking thing we just saw, going out in the world and acting just like the world, and come back to church. And that's where foggy comes in. You get confused. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Number three, find a person to stretch our thoughts. No. What? I got to talk to somebody? About Jesus? What else is there to talk about? What else? Nothing. <laughs> There's nothing else. That's why people get around me. They just stay for a little while. <laughs> we ain't going to talk about nothing but Jesus. I got a bunch of stuff to talk about, but at some point, it's because of Jesus. <laughs> it's because of The transitional house because of Jesus. Me getting to come up here today is because of Jesus. Me breathing air. It's because of Jesus. <laughs> Find a person to stretch our thoughts. I hear a lot of people. Have anybody heard, oh, I can just do church at home? Anybody heard that? I'll just stay at home watching on TV. That's where my little statement I said a while ago comes in. Pull your head out. Because <laughs> you're freaking stuck. The enemy has you wrapped up to think that you can pull away from people and go watch TV and experience God. Can you in off times? Sure. I hope you do have sermons going on in the background. You should. But is that where you're going to grow? No. Is that where you're going to get deliverance? No. You're going to get deliverance standing next to somebody in this room because they've been through it. Is that right? They've been through it. They might be still going through it, but they can see you through it. It says right there, Let's think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is now. Right? Why would I want to leave anybody behind? Why would I want to pick at somebody today about why they're living or how they're living? Why would I want to do that? If anybody needs to be picked on, it's us. Dude, if somebody's out there smoking dope right now or went to strip joint last night, they're just doing the best they can. If they don't have Jesus, dude, they're doing good. Don't take that wrong. But they're living what they, they profess they are. We need to do the same thing. We need to show them the Christ that loves them. Not the Christ that picks at their stuff. Not the Christ that tells them they're bad. We don't... That's not our call. But we can only do that when we get near each other 
you're an outstanding young man. It's been hard. Some reason I'm stuck on you. Is that okay? No, it's been hard to this point. But God says, man, I got you. I'm going to see you through. And even the things you've imagined are not near what he says you can do. Why can't we just do that? Why can't we just come together and encourage and build up? Edify one another. Love one another. Do something for somebody. Right? And then they will look at us and they will see the love we have for one another. There's something in the Word about that. Right? Are we through? Last one. You ready? Find a power to fuel my thoughts. <laughs> you ready for this one? You might be familiar. Find a power to fuel my thoughts. Now to him who is able to do just a little bit of what I ask. <laughs> You're reading it, right? Now to him who is able to exceedingly, exceedingly and abundantly more than I can ask or hope. Can you imagine? Exceedingly and abundantly more than you can ask or hope. Dude, I live in existence today that I just shake my head. How'd I get here? God got me here. I let God get in my head and into my heart. And he changed me. And now all I can see is the good in people. Because that's what he wants me to see. Right? Above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. So I want to make one statement as I quit, as I'm through. You can control your thoughts. <laughs>